This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, saving your day from boredom with the best podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up, everybody? Ricky Whitmer here, along with my fellow man-child, Johnny Carlick. Wubba-lubba-dub-dub. And we are back for podcast numero dos. dos. We, uh, we reviewed Logan. That was podcast one. We got podcast number two because it is double podcast month here on the Rick and Johnny podcast. And Johnny, we're talking, we got a jam-packed show today. We're talking cable. David Harbour from Stranger Things. Could he make a good cable? In death, Deadpool. I almost said Deathpool. Deadpool. Deadpool it's not Deathstroke, Ricky. Not Deathstroke. <laughs> Deadpool two. Then we're going to be talking about Overwatch, a topic I can't wait to. We're getting a new hero, the Tank Orisa. We're going to talk about her and see what we're going to get from her in the game. From nice two. role we are, by the way. I see. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's Orisa or Orisa. I don't know if it's uh, a you still don't, You still rolled the R no matter what. I tried to. I tried. <laughs> it sounds good. Just go with it. And then we're going to end the show talking about Pirates of the Caribbean and the new Pirates that is coming out as the new trailer came out. And I'm excited for it. I'll tell you that. But we're going to move. Same here. We're, we're going to start this off with Cable. And you're the Marvel guy. Yes. And I came to you and I said, you know what? Stranger Things, David Harbour is thinking about being Cable. The interesting thing is, and we mentioned it during the Logan review, I have seen Stranger Things. This wacko has yet to watch Stranger Things. I don't know what you're doing with your time, but I'm, you're obviously not using it right. No, I'm just a disappointment to society. You, you could just take school and work and push that off to the side because Stranger Things is more important. It is. I should. Stranger be, Things is numero uno. Forget mechanical engineering. Yeah, forget that engineering crap. Just, just Stranger Things up here, man. Just for a day, right? Yeah, Stranger Things is up here. Just knock it out in one day. What is it, like 13 episodes? Something like that. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. But David Harbour, who was one of the stars in that, was the main officer in Stranger Things mm-hmm. going to be Cable or rumored to be Cable? And I'll just throw it out to you, Johnny. The topic of this podcast would David Harbour make a good Cable? You know what? Because, like you said, I didn't mm-hmm. watch Stranger Things because I'm apparently disappointing you at this point. Yes, you're a disappointment. <laughs> um, I need a new I need a new co-host because you are such a disappointment. Rude. He, would, <laughs> he wouldn't be able to do half of this without me. No, I wouldn't. But go um, on. so I I don't know a ton about him, but mm-hmm. I was watching some YouTube videos, just him talking in general, mm-hmm. and I watched his speech for the SAG Awards. Amazing. And you know what? Yeah, you po- pointed me towards it, and you know what? Yeah, with all the knowledge I have of the Marvel Universe mm-hmm. and what I do have of Cable, because, you know, he's not a regular character, not even when it comes to, if you focus on the X-Men, he's not even regularly there, because he's kind of a future X-Men, and he, oh, wow, I said X-Men weird, um, <laughs> um, he's a future X-Man, uh, and... What happens is he comes to the past because him and Bishop has the, have this thing of going He's to the a time past. Traveler. Yeah, they go to the past and they try to correct things for their timeline. Mm-hmm. But anyways, going past it, I listened to the speech, and we're going to put the link below. It will. It will be in the description for you guys. For his speech for the SAG Awards, and you changed a minuscule amount of words. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a speech Cable would give. Maybe people, mutants. Switch it around a little bit. Especially the part where he says at the end, and we will stand up for the bullies and the outcasts. And I was like, oh, outcasts. So kind of like mutants, He's huh? like, we will take in the freaks and the outcasts. I'm like, oh, ways to describe that kind, people describe k- mutants. K- kind of like mutants, huh? Yeah. Kind of like mutants. Plus, it's one of those things where you look at them 
and just give him a little gray hair. That's cave. Yeah, if gray, you, if you gray make this hair, white and a, like yellow eye, kind of like the the eye that Cable I mean, I has. guess it depends on what they go with because like in the cartoons, it had this like black design around mm-hmm. the eye. So I mean, no matter what, I I look at two qualities for when you want to put an actor as a role that mm-hmm. everyone already knows how the character is, how they look, because that kind of plays into it. You don't want to have someone, let's say, really scrawny and lanky. Playing cable, you want to have someone that has the the you general want them to look like the character they're playing exactly, but not just that. You have to look at their personality, and yeah, that's not maybe their true personality. But when you look at some of their acting, can they pull that personality off? And from what I've seen, just from speeches and a few videos online, watching it this week to find out more about him, that speech gave it like just mm-hmm. like like definitely. You know what? Hopefully they make him cable, but like you have to have. Cable's usually serious most of the time, but at the same time, he can goof around. Well, and it's not all that it's not as much as some of these other characters we know, but mm-hmm. he has humor. So this character, or this guy character, uh, David Harbour, from what I've seen, I think would make a good Cable. Dude, and Stranger Things, like, talking to it from that point, because like I said, I actually manage my time well. And I have priorities. I have my priorities set in the right direction, Johnny. Where he actually watched. Ricky things. has his priority streets. We all know I don't. <laughs> yeah, Johnny. Johnny needs some work. We need to help him with his priorities. But but I had one priority straight. I wore my Deadpool shirt. You today. did. You did. I forgot to mention that. At the I beginning. themed it. You had your Deadpool shirt on for today. But just in Stranger Things, it was weird. It's interesting because, like, over a TV series. You kind of get to see the character grow. It's like it's not like mm-hmm. a movie. A movie you got a lot less time yeah. to kind of speed up that character development. In a TV series, you can kind of let the overhanging arc of his development kind of go. And Officer uh, Officer Hopper, who he plays mm-hmm. in Stranger Things, it was one where he starts off as kind of like that just normal officer, where it's like. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 you know what, nothing really happens here. But then as he starts to develop, there's a lot of passion in the character that I could see David Harper kind of transferring over into Cable and actually Mm -hmm. caring about people and just fighting for people. The speech that you referenced, that just wasn't David Harper. That was Harper putting that into the character that he has and... I think that David Harbour would make or Harbour would make a great cable. Thank you, would. The thing that I would that I am questioning is A, what would he look like? I'm looking at a picture right now where it's kind of like white. They have a little bit of gray above the um left right here, mm-hmm. and then a just yellow glowing eye. And then he's got like the X-Men cloak. With the little um, X-Men symbol and his huge fucking gun. Yeah, now, it, I guess it kind of depends, to, like you said, on which mm-hmm. cable they go with. Because there's variations on it, as there are any comic book character. And, I mean, at least with cable, you have a general, a general one of him. There's, like, there's always the glowing eye, whether it be red, yellow, whatever. Some of them, he has a normal eye. Some of them, he has a slight scar across it. Some of them, um, like the one I said earlier <laughs> in the the cartoon series we used to watch, he has this huge black paint thing going on yeah. around his normal eye. Um, at least we know, like, he's going to have the metal arm. He's going to have the 
bluish suit. Most for the most part, mm-hmm. it, I, I'm looking at a bunch of different versions. And I sent you on Facebook the one I'm looking at. Okay. So if you want to look at I'm that, I'm gonna grab one. that right now, real quick. Because with this one, it's it's got kind of like so you and I could be on the same page. Not, not blue, but like the gray suit. The cloak is blue that he has over oh, yeah, his cloak. left okay. shoulder, Great. and then like the big gun with the grenades on the belt, the metal left arm, and to me, it's one of those things of not just would because I think that the answer is would David Har- Harbor make a good cable? Yes. How are they going to fit Cable into Deadpool? Yeah, How are they going to introduce be the him? One. Because are they going to? They're not going to do a true origin story. Mm-mm. They're not going to do a true origin story with Cable. So I'm going to throw this to you, kind of because you are the Mar. You're the Marvel guy. I'm the DC yes. guy. Because you're the Marvel guy, I'm throwing it to you. How would you introduce Cable into the Deadpool kind of story? Or the Deadpool story that was already set up with Deadpool 1? See, that's an interesting thing because it's, it's a good question on how you would introduce him. Obviously, the best way to do it, I would say, because that's his character in general, mm-hmm. he's time jumping. But the question is, what did Deadpool do for him to time jump to... So you're it's, saying Deadpool fuck something up? It, it seems like it, or it's either Deadpool fucks something up, which that wouldn't be surprising. Mm-hmm. It's Deadpool. Thank you, Ryan Reynolds, by the way, for that <laughs> role. That was amazing. Um, but the, the oh, best. Jerry Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the way, go see Logan so you can see that. It's a great, great teaser trailer. Yes, because uh, we hint at him at, on, the, mm-hmm. on the phone booth, which yep. didn't we get those in 93? Yeah, that's what he said. But on the phone booth, it even says Nathan Summers coming, coming soon. soon. Yeah, no, but um, I actually have to say this picture you sent me, I do like um, the style they're going with, more militaristic with the X-Men cloak now. Mm-hmm. Being, um, but yeah, to introduce him, something in the timeline Fs up. It's either Deadpool f up, which isn't surprising, or he knows Deadpool, He knows, or he knows of Deadpool, and he figures, I can get this mutant to help me. To fix what has been effed up in the timeline, mm-hmm. or maybe we get um, him killing Ajax some from the the Deadpool movie. Which sorry about the spoiler. If you haven't seen it, <laughs> shame on you. Um, but him killing Ajax, maybe that screwed up the timeline. So now he's got to go back, fix it, and you're gonna have a pissed off Deadpool because he wants Ajax dead. Francis. Mm-hmm. Francis. Let's spell it out for you. Don't call me Francis, but. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to spell it out for you. One of the things that I think about is, that's what I think was what you first said was, you know what? Maybe it's something as simple as Deadpool is doing something else, just fucking around being Deadpool. Mm -hmm. And like he's fighting some baddies or fighting some guys that, because let's be honest, he's a mercenary. Yeah. He's not a good guy. He's not a bad guy. Mark with the mouth. Whoever pays the most is going to get his services. So he's fighting whoever he's got to fight. And while he's doing that, at the end of it, just boom, cable comes in. And then it's like, why are you here? Blah, 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 blah. And you know what? Cable knows who Deadpool is. So Mm -hmm. if Deadpool is effing up the timeline at that moment, you just have him, you hear the, like, the transport noise in and just Deadpool goes flying across the room from the big ass laser gun shot Mm -hmm. would be a pretty interesting way to start it off. Well, and the one thing that I do think about is... Okay, we saw, we talked about this with one of the X-Men topics we did. At the end of Apocalypse, yes. 
we saw Sinister, Mr. Sinister's um, company, the Essex Corp. Corp. Yeah. What is it to say that they don't try to tie in the Essex Corp and Mr. Sinister into Deadpool? Because they could, because Sony owns X Men. They own X Men or Fox. They yeah. own X Men. They own Sony had Spider Man. That's yeah. Was, and they gave him to Marvel. So I think they, they have some some, tie, some tied up thing now. With, yeah. Like they both have them or something. Twentieth Century Fox is the one that has X Men. They have Deadpool. So what they could do is they could try to tie Deadpool in with that and try to maybe tie a Mister Sinister thing into it. That would be very cool, actually, because you know what? Like we talked about in the other podcast, uh, the Phoenix Jean Grey one was um. He does, um, Excess Corpse, Mr. Mm-hmm. Sister, has a slight fascination with the two specific ones, Scott Summer and Jean Grey, who are, are the father and mother, mother of, of Nathan. Nathan Summer. Mm-hmm. I hope you know that by the last name. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, that would be kind of a cool way to tie that in, too. Um, but obviously, we only get the the at least with the last movie, maybe they'll give them more budget now mm-hmm. to add some more X-Men. Maybe. Well, and that was kind of weird that, just seeing the two of them around well, the engine. And, and that was the great thing about Deadpool 1 was, I don't know if you guys know this, but apparently they had planned to have more X-Men in the film, but then all of a sudden they got budgets kind of cut and they couldn't get as many as they wanted to. So that was them blatantly throwing shade at the um at 20th century to say what you were the only two we could pay for (laughs) basically that kind of thing like oh here's the mansion but oh we can only pay to see you two it's kind of weird i only see two (laughs) of you around here yeah where's everybody else kind of a thing but to me it's one of those things where i'm gonna throw out another name because the one thing we were gonna do is to kind of end it all i was gonna say well johnny you're the marvel guy who do you see being a being a cable other than David Harbour. And Johnny came in and he said, Ricky, I honestly can't think of one. And I mean, the one that you you threw out one name. Yeah. It was kind of half and half, and that was Ron Perlman. Yeah, you know what? I, I know he definitely has majority of the look for mm-hmm. it. He sort of has the I'm, – I'm not even going to say he, he definitely has the attitude, but he sort of has the attitude. It's a little bit he more. He doesn't have the attitude, but he sort of has the. Well, because it's a little bit more gritty than I would expect mm-hmm. Cable to be, which I understand. Cable is more militaristic. He's a little bit more serious, and I'm pretty. I watching Hellboy, watching a, some other Ron, Ron Perlman movies, he could pull it off. But with seeing a lot of these videos, I was watching on David Harbor. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it flows a little bit more naturally. In his characters. I got a name for you. Yes. And this comes from a set of tweets from this said actor in late February. You ready for these tweets? Okay. February 24th, around 1 p.m. Should I read for it? And then he links to another Twitter, like, quoting a tweet that it was um, at Russell Crowe. You should read for hashtag cable in Deadpool and X-Force just saying tweeted it's russell crowe he said oh should i read for it the other one i'm sure if ryan reynolds um actually using his twitter handle Mm -hmm. has any interest in that idea he'll find a way then another one hmm robert blah 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 thoughts and it's one of those things what about russell crowe 
Could you see Russell Crowe being Cable? You know what? If he goes with like how he did in Gladiator, I can kind of see it. Um, some of it, I haven't seen a ton of Russell Crowe movies. I've seen a few. And you know what? I can, with the militaristic side, if mm-hmm. he does kind of like the attitude in Gladiator, I can see it. Um, I'd have to see more of how he does with joking around and stuff. I'm looking at the face, and yeah. part of me wants to say no. Like, part of me looks wise likes David Harbour better. I do, but I, I, I'm saying, like, there's some pictures of Russell Crowe from certain angles, mm-hmm. and he does have it, but um, David Harbour has more of it. Is yeah, what you're he saying. does. But Russell Crowe wouldn't be a bad pick either. I mean, a phenomenal actor. Yeah. Oh, definitely. He's been in great, great movies. And the one that he's going to be in this year that um, is in post-production, The Mummy. He was in The Nice Guys with um, Ryan Gosling. So there's your funny side. Yeah, there you go. That was a very comedic movie. Yeah. So, I mean... Russell Crowe, he Russell Crowe could also be wow. He was all he was in Man of Steel. Yeah, he was. He, that's right. He was Jor El. Yeah, totally forgot he was in Man of Steel. Totally just hey, just over. remember, Superman, uh, Man of Steel, Superman had two Robin Hood dads. That's right. <laughs> it did have two Robin Hood dads, but I mean, that's one that I kind of because I was just looking on Google at yeah, um, Deadpool stuff and maybe I, the look though, the look like the face and stuff. David Harbour. Yeah, you know. Plus, it's one of those things where, like we said before, the thing that Russell Russell Crowe has going forward too is both of them could probably give out a pretty good cable speech. Yeah. All I think of is uh, Russell Crowe. Are you not entertained? That's all he needs to say. My name is Aurelius Maximus. Something. something. My name is Nathan Summers. Are you not entertained? (laughs) No. Remember the speech when uh, he's talking to the uh, the new emperor. Yes, I'm a um, husband of a fallen of a murdered wife, father of a murdered son, um, commander of the such and such arm. Yeah, that speech right there mm-hmm. kind of uh, plays it too. That uh, you know, it just popped into my head. You huh. know what they could do if Russell Crowe was cast yeah. as Cable. They could have a little give and take where Deadpool goes, are you not entertained? <laughs> that would be great. And throw that at it because you know Deadpool likes to break that fourth wall. You know it would be great if just Deadpool <laughs> just keeps pulling like jabs Gladiator, at Gladiator and other movies he's done. <laughs> Making fun of Man of Steel because they've already made fun of DC with the Green Lantern costume. Um, please make it not green and animated. No, it was the don't make it uh, don't make it uh, CG. And don't make it green. Yeah. <laughs> so they've already done that. They could poke fun at him for Man of Steel. They could, I would just see, like, man, Deadpool just quoting off gladiator takes left yeah. and right. T- tons of gladiator oh, c- ones. Come on. Come on, good old Nathan. Are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> just those little slight jabs in there. But before we wrap things up, go on into Overwatch. Any last thoughts that uh, you have on either David Harbour, Russell Crowe? Anything we talked about with Cable, anything that you think Cable's going to do to get set up for Deadpool 2? You know what? Um, I'm going to leave that with Marvel, Fox Marvel, because they're doing... It's above your pay grade. Above my pay grade. Okay. But you know what? I do like the two choices we've come mm-hmm. across so far. I did try to find 
I, I was looking into other actors and I just couldn't see like it. Some had the personality, some had the the features, but like mm-hmm. you need both, at yeah. least some give and take of both. I think so, that David Harbour has both. David Harbour has both, followed by Russell Crowe. Mm-hmm. I would be happy with either. I would though. too. Um, and then uh, I, to be honest with Russell Crowe, you mm-hmm. do have a lot of Deadpool jabs that can play yeah, along with that now. So do. that would be a great one. Um, other than that, you know what? It's just I'm going to leave it with Marvel because. Mm-hmm. Fox has done a decent job, not the not as good as Disney mm-hmm. Marvel, but they've done a decent job with picking main characters to fit the roles. Yeah, they've picked the right ones to get the role just right. But this is where you guys come in. We're going to let you tell us down below what you guys think. Would you? What do you think of David Harbour? Do you think he'd make a good cable? Do you think Russell Crowe would? How about if there's any wild cards that you think? Any actor that you're like, man... They've got to play Cable. I want to see them as Cable in Deadpool 2. Let us know down below in the comment section. But we have to move on to our next topic. And Ricky, what time is it? It's high noon. We're talking Overwatch. So we got ourselves a new hero, mm-hmm. a tank named Orisa. And they pulled the wool over our eyes because I thought we were getting Doomfist. Everyone thought we were getting Doomfist. I mean, this was something where it was kind of for weeks where it was like they... Introduced this with Doomfist, this Terry Crews yep. actually came to the Blizzard headquarters. We had we have video of him online reading, just unofficially reading for the role of Doomfist. And I would be excited for that. Although we didn't get Doomfist here, we're getting Orisa. This is to me the start of Doomfist. Yeah. This is the start of it. Because the thing is, this origin story, if you guys haven't looked into it fascinating origin story for Orisa because Blizzard has kind of been throwing us hints for the past couple days Mm -hmm. of what is going on. They released a mock interview with a citizen from Nubani, a little gifted child. Yeah. Um, Effie, 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 however you want to pronounce it. I think they said it was Effie. Um, Effie, I believe. And uh, she was like, she's kind of gifted with robotics really really give like she really knows how oh, to enough for a scholarship robotics enough for a scholarship we get then an attack on the Nubani airport where they're oaf or our 15s I believe they're called yeah like one's lodged in the wall there's others that are broken down and in that photo that they released they even put the detail to in the very far right corner bottom right they put photo credit Effie, blah, blah, blah. So they put her name as the photo credit. So she was there at the airport. Mock interview. She's at the airport. Then they release another little thing of it's a list that Effie has of what she needs for an invention that she is making with one of them already crossed out. The vocal module was already crossed out. I'm assuming she got that in the airport attack. And then shortly after that, boom, here's the new hero. Who Here is Arissa. So basically what she is, she's one of those OR-15s mm-hmm. that we saw smashed up, which I'm assuming it's Doomfist because in the Nubani map now— I think they said it was Doomfist. His gauntlet is gone. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's he took his gauntlet. Mm-hmm. And now to protect the city from the imminent threat of Doomfist, she creates Orissa, who's kind of like a souped-up OR-15. Yeah, it's um, a remodel of the OR-15. Mm-hmm. You look at the old OR-15s, it's got a new head now. Mm-hmm. It actually has more of a personality from what they've described the other ones are, because those are just protecting drones. And I like how in the video it's like, 
I am the OR15. No, yeah. you're not. You need a name. How about Orisa? Yep. And it's boom. There's your name. Every Face. It's like Effie said, every good hero needs a name. And obviously, it, it's kind of cool. They just took OR15 mm-hmm. and added an A at the end and just kind of Orisa. No, I got it. Well, an essay because it's two S's. So I guess it was. Is it two I, S's? I didn't even think about that. I, yeah. A five could be an S. Yeah, exactly. So I didn't even think about that. O-R-I. One five. Is I-S and then an essay at the end. Yeah. Wow. I, that just went right <laughs> over my head. But I'm finding those for you, buddy. I want to lay this out because yeah. we're going to get into the functionality and the different kind of mm-hmm. um, the, the different things that Orisa is going to do. If you're playing on computer, obviously you can mess around with this character in the PTR servers. I'm a play, we're PlayStation guys when we play Overwatch, so we don't have access to the PTR, so we gotta wait until she gets put on the live servers. But the little disclaimer I wanted to put out there for the people in the comment section out there in YouTube land and anyone listening on Blog Talk Radio. Me and Johnny are two vastly different Overwatch players. That's putting it lightly. We are, like, different. Like, if I'm the United States, you're China or Australia. Thanks. Like, you are on the complete opposite side of the world than I am when it comes to (laughs) how we play Overwatch. Because I'm the very competitive side. I play strictly competitive play. I play to win. If I lose, and I lose a lot of games in a row, there have been times where I've come up Swinging, basically, where it's like, oh, shit, that's a TV. I probably yeah. shouldn't throw that. Not, yeah. not the controller. I can always buy a new one of those. It's a TV that's a little bit more expensive. He's got to find somewhere else to aim. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got to find somewhere else to aim because I just come up looking to Chuck. Where Johnny is the, I'm going to play quick play. I'm going to fuck around. What hero haven't I tried out next? And then, uh, like I said, it's a very different experience from when I play. I like when being Johnny a little bit more diverse in my characters. Yeah, you're a little, Johnny, hmm, who do I want to play this time? It's a very simpler way to play that I wish I was able to do. I, th- I, I just it, am not. I think it's more of who do I want to lose as. Yeah, who do, <laughs> who do I want to lose as? Because good thing I'm playing on quick play. So yep. everyone doesn't get angry at me for picking like Hanzo or Genji or Sombra. Because if you pick those in competitive play, people are going to get angry at you. But yep. but Orisa's got several different abilities. Yeah. The first one she's got is her cannon. Which I believe holds like 200 rounds. 200 rounds. Um, I think it's been estimated 17 seconds mm-hmm. before re- refill. And the one thing that's interesting with it is it doesn't have, it's not going to have a huge kind of spray. It's very compact. It, it can, from what I've seen in the videos that, I, that we've watched, mm-hmm. it can go for some distance. Before and even spreading, yeah. The interesting thing about it, it's projectile. So it's not going to be like, oh, I can shoot at it and it's going to hit read. No. Well, let's say like Johnny's running. I'm going to actually have to aim in front of you so that you can run into the projectile. Yeah. So it, she's got that weapon. And then she's got some basic abilities. The first one we are going to look at is, to me, the more interesting one is her uh, ability, which is called Fortify. Yeah. And basically That's, what it is yeah. is she just... Boom, kind of turns all gold into this gold metal, reduces damage by, I think it's 50%. Yeah. And then what's even better is any movement abilities. So May's kind of um, ice radius with her ultimate. So her freeze that would normally freeze you whenever Reinhardt goes hammer down, that won't affect you. Mm -hmm. Anytime Farah, the player I love to play, whenever I go get back, 
guess what? You ain't get back, get back. You're going to stay right back where you are because of that fortify. Mm -hmm. To me, I, I wanted to start with this ability because, let's be honest, that's probably the most OP ability she has. Yeah, no, to, definitely. To reduce damage by 50% and not be affected by movement par- movement and pairing effects. Yeah, exactly. So you can actually, um, what, what what do you call it? It's just she turns all no, gold. No, what's the, the Fortify. Move? Fortify. So you can fortify and you can still fire and move around. So mm-hmm. while your Reinhardt or any of these other attacks are happening... Mm-hmm. You fortify and you can start firing right back at him, which is pretty impressive. This makes this character pretty OP just with that ability alone. Well, and it's interesting to me how how are you going to use it? Is this going to be an ability where you're going to have to use it a lot? Where it's like, okay, I am just saving this for when I need and when like when I hear hammer fortify. Or when I hear May, the little uh, sound she makes or the voice line she says yeah. when she throws out her eco drone. Mm-hmm. Or like when I hear get back, is it going to be, I hear those vocal lines, boom, hit the button, then I fortify? Or is it going to be something where I'm going to use this a lot just because, boom, I can take less damage and still fire? Well, actually, you can do it either way. If you want to just save them for when those big attacks are coming, mm-hmm. that's fine, too. But, like, when you're down one of those, some of those ones that have just alleyways mm-hmm. and you have little to no cover until you can, like you have to run one to the other, Yeah, you can, as soon as you're ready to run, fortify, run to the next, the next cover, and then unfortify and let it charge again. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's going to have, I believe right now it has a 10-second cooldown. Yeah. So after it finishes, boom, 10 seconds until you can use it again. And to me, it's one of those things also where I know this isn't exactly like what it's used for. Mm-hmm. But let's say even a Farrah goes, boom, ultimate, justice range from above, and she's blasting you, you can fortify, boom, half the damage. Exactly. So you're taking half of that ultimate damage, and then let's say a Mercy flies in, or a Zenyatta at that time goes, oh, crap. Let me put an orb on you. It's one of those things where that to me is going to be the more like usually when they put out new characters mm-hmm. within the first week or so, like Bastion. Yeah. They unveiled a new Bastion. One of his abilities was Ironclad. Mm-hmm. Guess what we got this past week? News that they are now nerfing that Ironclad. Yeah. What because was it, 35 to 20 percent. Yeah. When he's in uh, turret or tank mode. He takes 35% less damage. They're changing it to 20%. Just because and you it's, know what? It's so overpowered. I played against him today, so overpowered, especially like the one I was playing against, just had a mercy just pumping him. See, and that's the thing. Um, they'll probably, probably eventually, they'll probably bring mm-hmm. her down some, just like they did Bastion. Yeah. Because you don't want to make the characters too OP or it's too easy to win mm-hmm. with that character. Or like with Sombra, where she was released and it was like, uh, maybe we got to tweak some things because people aren't using her. Yeah. Not, I don't see them doing that with Orisa. I feel it's going to be the other side where she could get nerfed. Yeah, just like Bastion. Mm-hmm. And then one of the other abilities that she has is she'll have a shield that she'll shoot out from her left arm, which is basically like a stationary Reinhardt shield. Yeah, which is pretty cool because now you, let's think of it this way. You have that shield. Mm-hmm. You have the ironclad. Mm-hmm. So this is ver- a very defensive character. I like how you and I thought of the same thing. I'll just put it in front of a bastion. Yeah. 
<laughs> just put it right in front of a bastion. Or like we said too, mm-hmm. um, you get a Reinhard shield with that. You get a Reinhard paired with her. Mm-hmm. You have that double shield now. So like when one breaks, you have the other one set up until she can recharge and throw another one out. Yeah, I mean the thing I think of, and this is more technical side of it. Like I said, this is the competitive side of it. I'm thinking of is the the map Eichenwald, yeah, where there's that choke point mm-hmm. right at the beginning where you come out and if you're coming out as the attacking team, you turn to the right, turn to the left, and there's that little bridge with the two buildings. Yeah, no, I do. Right before I you get to, and then you get into the area with where there's the building and then the capture the points on the other side. What I could see happening is one of two things. Either one, you kind of match up Orisa and Reinhardt to where Reinhardt stands at that choke point. Mm-hmm. But then also it's like, oh, wait, you know what, Reinhardt? Boom, I'm going to throw my shield in front of you so that you can throw your little projectile that he has. Or the fact where it's like, boom, I'm going to throw a Someone's getting past your shield. I'm throwing a shield in front of you so projectiles can't. So you can drop yours, turn around, and just swing at one of the guys that got past your shield. Exactly. So you can kind of duel up and kind of pair those shields, pick and choose to own that choke point. Or, like I said, our minds are on the same place. Oh, here's a bastion. Boom, there's a shield. Yeah. So you can, uh, why not have all three of them mm-hmm. and just sh- double shield? You got two turrets at that point because mm-hmm. she's got what, 200, we well, said 200 rounds yeah. before reload. And then you got bastion just go straight mm-hmm. into turret mode right there. Yeah, and you got Reinhard that when the shields are flip flopping, mm-hmm. when he doesn't have his, just swinging away, and then have a mercy, like you said, or any, just right behind him, a healing. healer healing everyone. And that's very we're talking very much in the defense position. Yeah, for that another th- reason why I'm better at that than offense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I I think I like her ability in theory more with a Bastion mm-hmm. is because the thing with Reinhardt's that. I love you. I love you, Reinhardt players who try to get right in front of me when I'm a bastion. Because I get it. You're trying to protect me. Get behind me. I'll be your shield. The one thing that they do is some of them block you. And it's like, great, I can't see through your fat ass. Could you move (laughs) your fat ass to the right or the left so that I can see who I'm shooting at? Because I can't just shoot to shoot because I'll probably miss and guess wrong. That's just how... I am. Usually what I say is usually the wrong answer. So I like the possibility, even though it's only 900 damage or 20 seconds, I like, boom, putting hers in front of a Bastion because then it's like, here's your shield. Bastion still can see everything in front of them and no view is kind of um, of blocked. Her third ability, this is one that I know that you know how I said Fortify is probably going to get nerfed? Yeah. This one will be interesting to see how people react to it. Because basically what it is, is we all know Zarya mm-hmm. with her uh, the Graviton Surge that pulls everyone into her one location. Yeah. She shoots out the orb, and anyone close by on the opposite team gets sucked into it. And they are just sitting there. Well, what Orisa does is she shoots out a green orb... And then detonates it, and when she detonates it, it's kind of like a mini Graviton Surge. Mm -hmm. Any enemies that are close to it get slowed and also get pulled into it. I think this ability is going to piss people off. Oh, yeah. This is going to be the one that people complain about most, 
Because you think about it this way. What you could pair that with, a diva self-destruct, like, okay, Orisa pops in, pulls them in, and while they're pulling in, diva, boom, gets out of her mech, throws the self-destruct at them. I could also see a pop, pull, boom, Farah from above, pop, pull, uh, Reinhardt ultimate. There are so many different things. Pop, pull, a Bastion ultimate. Not you even, can do so many things with that. Even a soldier ultimate, which is really just, boom, no aiming. I just get to shoot anything. Yeah. Well, not just that. You don't even need ultimate. You guys got someone that has a, a nice, mm-hmm. fast range of fire. Like, say, a, like ba- a Bastion in a bastion. mode. Exactly. He's played, like, you get you get that thrown out there, mm-hmm. and while he, you're doing that, he gets set up somewhere and just ready to fire. And mm-hmm. Or this. just a Pharah up above, just pop. Pop, pop, Hell, pop, you have both pop. of them on the team. You're just going to take them all mm-hmm. out at that one point because they're all going to be pulled in, even if you're hiding now, mm-hmm. which is the other thing we, we saw. And you, you can throw it like at somewhere mm-hmm. that's kind of like, hey, you know, the enemy's around the corner. Throw it out in the general, the hypotenuse of where they're all yeah. at. And you know what I wonder if and that's going to do? I wonder if it's going to be used where, let's say it's a bastion mm-hmm. in a doorway yeah. and he's hiding in cover. Oh, I'm going to throw it out in front of that doorway. If when it pulls the bastion out, if it's going to be one of those things where, oh, this could be a counter to Ironclad, where because as he's getting pulled, he gets, bam, taken out of um, turret mode and he's back into recon mode. That would be interesting. Let's see what they're going to do with that because, yeah, like you said, the Ironclad for him is to be not mm-hmm. be affected by those. But then does it does this new experience mm-hmm. now change him into his recon mode? Does he get to just say no, you can't pull me out? Or does it just move him in recon mode? Yeah. Or I, in um turret I th- mode. I think what they do is if it pulls them, it's gonna take him out of turret mode and into recon mode. Yeah. And the last thing, the last ability is her ultimate. We're gonna save that for last, of course. This one is basically like it's a little kind of Voss vase that she puts down. Yeah. And uh, it's basically like a Mercy power-up, where Mercy has the thing where it's, oh, I'm powering you up, and it's the blue beam. Mm-hmm. This is just, oh, an ally's in uh, line of sight of it, boom, you're powered up. Yeah, any and ally, it, he just she just places it down, mm-hmm. and any ally within the vicinity, powered up, so you could just... And, I mean, it doesn't last forever. I mean, if the enemies kill it, it goes away, but it does have... A certain time limit. I think, I think it's 20 like, seconds as yeah, well. I think it's 20 seconds and then it goes away. Yeah. I was going to say like 15 to 20 seconds. I mean, it's like any power up. It doesn't last yeah. a long time. And then it goes away. But even that's one where it's like, I just think of that being like, okay, we're defending a point. Bam. Put that down. Power it up. Especially if it's like a, a big kind of a, oh, last push. Just bam. Put that thing down and just power everyone up around you. I got one for that okay. one. Okay. So let's let's say this t- matchup we've been talking mm-hmm. about. So we got our Reinhardt. Mm-hmm. We got our Orisa. Okay. Throw our um, Bastion right out there. Mm-hmm. And the healer. And one more, right? We get one more after that? Or did I hit all five? We get, we get six. Six. We get so six I, heroes on a team. One more. So then. you got two tanks and Orisa and Reinhardt. Mm-hmm. Bastion, your healer, you get two more. 
So you know what? I, I really You need some DPS. Yeah. So I mean whatever you want to pick at, <laughs> at that point, whatever you want to pick. Because we have really, our it, really with the DPS, it's just like, ah, play anything. Well, because you know what you're saying, at the final push, mm-hmm. if you're def- let's say you're defending or even offense, you I don't know that this tactic works quite mm-hmm. well. But now you have double shield, you have double firepower, you mm-hmm. have Reinhardt on the defense with uh a lot of the um, mm-hmm. right up and right up uh, melee. That's what yeah. I'm thinking of. But then you throw down that op that uh, power up right there. And you can even put it if it's a payload. You could drop that thing on the payload. Yeah. Oh, there you go. And then it. I know that's kind of one where it's like, well, it's kind of out there, and the team, the other team, just has to shoot at it. But if they don't even notice you, put it right on the payload. Anyone around that payload, boom, blue beams right to. Hey, them. you know what? Throw. Throw your Bastion and turret mode on there. Mm-hmm. Throw it on the payload. Throw the shield in front of them. Have the Reinhardt on the other side, swinging away anyone that comes near the mm-hmm. payload, and just or with just the shield from the Reinhardt. Well, I'm saying you have the Reinhardt hold yeah. the shield, but anyone that gets too close, mm-hmm. melee and throw the shield back up. Yeah, I mean it's going to be interesting for how Orisa will be used. Yes, I agree. I mean, and it's going to be interesting to see what people complain about because when new heroes get thrown out. Everybody, there is always one thing that everyone complains about, and it gets nerfed. Yeah, you know what? It would be interesting to see what they nerf on her, Mm -hmm. because right now she is a pretty OP character. She, on paper, seems pretty overpowered. Yeah, but it will be interesting to see how her gameplay is. I'm going to go with she's a pretty just defensive character, Mm -hmm. but I'd like to hear your thoughts. Well, with me, this is something where we needed a new tank, and the way I say that is... If you look at the characters that have been added since launch, we got Ana, who is a support character. Mm-hmm. We got Sombra, who is a DPS character. Yeah, we haven't gotten a defensive character, but it's one of those things where we were due for a tank. Because guess what? I'm kind of thinking in my head that when we get Doomfist, he might not be a tank. He might be a defense player. Might be very good. Because we don't know what they're going to do. They still have Doomfist to come out with. He could even be a tank. I could be totally wrong. Or he could be a defense hero because we haven't gotten a new defense hero since launch, I believe. I believe Sombra, because she's DPS, and then Ana, which is a support hero. We haven't gotten that defense hero, Yeah, that new one, since launch. We've gotten a lot of revamps of the defense heroes. Mm Mm-hmm. But we haven't had that new one come out. I think right now on paper, she looks way too overpowered. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting to see what they nerf of her after she goes live or if they tweak her before she goes live. But the one thing is I can't wait to figure out the counters for her. What players or what heroes are going to be good counters for Orisa when we actually get her to the live play and when she's out there. For yeah, everyone to use. That's true. But this is where I'm gonna I'm gonna let them. You guys tell us what you guys think down below in the comment section. Let us know what you guys think about Arisa, about the abilities. Is she overpowered? If you've played with her on the PTR, let us know what you think of actually getting your hands on her as well. But Johnny, we gotta move on into our last topic. And if you're on Blog Talk Radio, you see nothing wrong or hear nothing wrong. If you're on YouTube, top of the morning to you because uh we're kind of dressed up like pirates, and my headphones are on weird because the hat, the headphones won't go over them, and the hat won't fit over them. But uh, we're dressed like pirates, especially headgear, because uh, we're, we're talking Pirates of the Caribbean. And uh, 
the thing for this one is a new trailer dropped on Friday, March 2nd, for the newer movie, Pirates 5, which is all about a the Spanish captain coming back for revenge on Jack Sparrow. Some places are calling it Salazar's Revenge. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, like, not everywhere is calling it that, mm-hmm. but some I, some people are calling it Salazar's Revenge. And here's, so. here's the question I'm going to throw out to just start everything. Yes. Should we be excited for this movie? Should we be excited for Pirates 5? You know what? There's a, there's some people that will be like, well, I'm a little pirates out. No, I, I'm pretty. I'm still kind of excited mm-hmm. where we're going with this because it's a still newer ideas. It's not like we're just revamping, which is a little bit worrisome when you have the possibility of redoing um, the Black Pearl. But well, we redoing. have so many of these movies now. This is the fifth one. Fifth one. The it, fifth one. Yeah, it's kind of cool. We are doing new elements to the ideas. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we don't just get the same kind of jokes in there. And but let's, well, really, you're going to get the same Jack Sparrow. You are going to get the Jack which, Sparrow doesn't change much. No, he does not. Um, but like, you don't want to overhear some of the same jokes. But some of the same, some of those old jokes mm-hmm. are still good. Yeah, they're still relevant to the movies. Uh, I like the idea we're incorporating some. We're still incorporating stuff that's already happened, so it's still kind of fresh. It's not just. Um, it's not just you know. It's just the same old stuff. Over yeah, it's and not over the same old stuff over and over and over again. See, but that's the thing. Like with me. With Jack Sparrow, that's the one Captain. where it's like, how uh, Captain Jack Sparrow? I'm sorry. <laughs> how much Jack Sparrow can we really, can we really like get and be used to? Like it's one of those things where it's like, after a while, actually, this hat, I'm actually gonna put it up here so I can wear the headphones. headphones. And it's one of those things where, in this movie, I because watching the trailer, I'll be honest, my first thought was like you said, you hear the old music of the pump. Bum, 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 and you're thinking, oh man, bringing me back to the first one. Yes, let's do this. But then you look into it and you go, you know what? Johnny Depp's just going to be the same Johnny Depp that he was in all the other ones. And really, you look and it goes, well, that's not against him. His character has no depth. Really, Johnny Depp's character has no depth. That's my pun. I like like that. Like there's a scene in the trailer where. The new Orlando Bloom, I'm calling him, mm-hmm. goes, oh, I saw her ankle. And he goes, you would have seen a lot more if you kept your cake hole shut. That's Jack Sparrow. That's Those are the jokes we're going to get. It's kind of cool now, though. And I don't know if they got a new actor for it. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of made him look younger like they do in some other movies. We get to see some hints at how like how a younger Jack Sparrow mm-hmm. thought and acted. Especially when he killed the Spanish captain. Yeah. We get to see how we get to see how he trapped him, mm-hmm. how what how the Spanish captain died, and what's going to happen to Captain Jack Sparrow now with his and he's aging. Let's not forget because that was the t- the topic of Dead Man's Chest um, mm-hmm. at World's End and even on Stranger Tides. He doesn't want to die, or yeah. at least and at the end he's kind of like, well, I want to leave a legacy. One of the two, and so at least we got that premise of more realism or realizations of I need to do something. And yes, he's still bumbling around because why is the rum gone? Why is all the rum gone? But I mean, the one thing that he even mentions in this trailer, there's a little snippet where um, uh, Karina, who's the female lead in this character, Mm -hmm. goes, uh, she says something along the lines of uh, something like, I don't want to get into any trouble. And he goes, how boring is that? Or who would want to do that? 
or I don't want a life of adventure. Who would want that as they're like running through the alley? Yeah, exactly. Because literally he's looking for trouble and looking for the action wherever it may be. Exactly. That's what he wants. Mm-hmm. And actually, Orlando Bloom is in it. Oh, is he? He is. He's on the IMDb page. However, I, it's one of those things where I, how much of a role is he going to have? Because the guy that Jack Sparrow was with throughout the entire trailer didn't look like Orlando Bloom at all. He looked like an Orlando Bloom type. And let's remember, mm-hmm. it's Orlando Bloom and Elizabeth Swan's son. And I think we saw her in a prison cell, right? I think so. So yeah. let me throw this out there to you. What if that is their son? Because this is I don't know how many years it later. Could be. And the, I think the the girl Katrina, you said Karina, mm-hmm. Karina, Karina. Doesn't she say she needs Jack when she goes to jump off the ship? So maybe that's a hint of not knowing who Jack Sparrow is at the moment. Yeah. Well, and she, I don't think it was she needs Jack. She's like, well, I'm gonna find out, and she's like taking off her dress to go jump into the mm-hmm. water and that's where it's like oh i saw her ankle you would see more <laughs> more if you kept your giggle shut. shut but i just with me watching the trailer i'll be honest i was excited yes i'm not gonna be like that kind of guy where exactly. it's like a hard bar and i didn't like it and i'm not gonna like it now i'm just very skeptic so I'm am very I. skeptic because it's one of those things where i kind of felt like pirates after a while was like Okay, is this going to be a money grab? After like the second one, I was like, or the third one, I was third like, third one, because eh. you kind of need the third one to tie everything out. I was in, like, I was, I was like, is is this going to be is this going to be a money grab kind of a thing? Is this another where it's like let's just make a pirates movie, yo ho ho and a bottle of rum? And see, I get that too because on Stranger Tides was kind of like on the verge of are we getting too many pirates movies mm-hmm. at this point? And when did it, let's so see. it was Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, yes. Dead Man's Chest, At World's End, and then we had the um, On, on Stranger, Stranger Tides. Tides. On Stranger Tides, I'll be honest, I don't even think I saw that one. I remember seeing Dead Man's Chest. I remember seeing Curse of the Black Pearl. I might have seen At World's End. It was one of those things where I might have fell off after At World's End. Yeah, and you know what? I don't blame you because we did have a, uh, a big run of like pirates movies mm-hmm. and by the fourth one you kind of some people may have been getting pirates out i was mm-hmm. excited about them because they were pretty good movies they're pretty good movies curse of the black pearl was the best one to oh well, yeah it was the most exciting it, especially when they made this much storyline mm-hmm. out of what is a ride at disney world yeah with little, little to no backstory other than mm-hmm. pirates yeah so i mean i give them credit for even going this far mm-hmm. with it or just the first three movies well, um, and I mean, Dead Man's Chest was pretty, like the Davy Jones locker thing. Yeah. I remember that being, it was like, it wasn't as strong as um, The Curse of the Black Pearl. No, yeah, because that's the original. It's It was a lot. It'll always hold a special place in your heart. Exactly. But it's like, after a while, I was just like, the Pirates movies just didn't have the same kind of charisma or the same, not charisma, that's not the word I'm looking for. They didn't have the same kind of excitement. Yeah, that they would have had before for me, and that's why I was like, you know what? Eh, I like I said on Stranger Tides, I don't even remember seeing it. I don't think I did, but this one I probably will go see it because a this guy's probably going to drag me. I'm going to make him see it. We're probably going to review it for the podcast, mm-hmm. maybe depending on what's coming out um, that same weekend. But 
it's just one of those things where this trailer in this is what I want to go into to kind of spark this in because we had this discussion off camera and off microphone. Yes. Is is this going to be the one that brings back that kind of funness and that kind of excitement from the Black Pearl? Well, I think that's nice. Uh, the, or I should say the, the nice thing is that we had On Stranger Tides in 2011. So we've had a six-year gap between movies. Mm-hmm. So it kind of lets it falter off and uh, gives a nice gap mm-hmm. to Pirates. It's kind of like freshening up again. Or it can. It has potential. And we got a newer storyline. Yeah, we're taking elements from On Stranger Tides. Yep. So, and potentially the other three movies were taking uh, Mm -hmm. stuff from there. So, I mean, we we could have a new, fresh Pirates of the Caribbean movie. We're getting into a little bit more of a younger Jack Sparrow, like Mm -hmm. I said. We're going to learn, we have a new new villain. Yeah, we're going with the undead thing again, but that's kind of a lot of... (laughs) Pirate it's always lore. the it's always the undead pirate I comes mean, back from the grave. It's either well, I, I mean, don't know why I put kind of a Scottish Irish accent on him. <laughs> I'll go with the it. Scottish Irish pirates. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> but go, go on with what yeah, you yeah. You know what? I mean, it's either that or you just go versus the military, the mm-hmm. navy, like they kind of did with the first one. The first one where it was against the government navy. and against the yeah the navy and of the undead. The, yeah. Well, well, really, it was the Navy at that point. It was, yeah, it was the a Navy. Little bit of column A, column B. Plus, uh, Barbosa wanted his ship back. Yeah, not just that. He, it wasn't, it wasn't technically the undead. It was the cursed. So. Yeah. But it was the curse of the black. Mainly, Pearl. it was the Navy and then Barbosa. Like I said, wanted his ship back. Yeah. The black well, pearl was his. Well. And yeah, they were arguing and over Jack it. And Jack Sparrow was like, no, it's mine. Yeah, because Barbosa had it. Yeah. Jack Sparrow was like, well, no, it's my ship. You guys stole it from me. Yeah. But really with pirates, do they own anything? It's more of guidelines. Yeah. <laughs> They're just borrowing it, right? They're borrowing well, they mute. They, they did a mutiny and left him on an island. So yeah. it's Barbosa's ship now. <laughs> it's Barbosa's ship. But, I mean, yeah, with this one, I'm looking at movies that come out. I don't know if we can review this one, Johnny. Baywatch comes out that week, too. Oh, Baywatch. So, I mean, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Zac Efron. I think we might have to review Baywatch instead of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean 5. I think think the listeners and the viewers (laughs) want us to review Baywatch over Pirates I think they want to watch Baywatch. I think they want to watch Baywatch, too, because (laughs) I see it's got Pamela Anderson in it. Oh, really? That's what it says here? That's what it says here? Interesting. But the only commercials I've seen have... Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Zach Efron. Yeah, those are the only ones I've seen, but too. The last thing I'll ask you for this one in and kind of to wrap up our podcast is mm-hmm. just after watching the trailer, of course, we, we asked, like, should we be excited about it? Is it going to bring us back to the Black Pearl kind of excitement? What were your first impressions after watching the trailer that just came out this past Friday? You know what? I'm a little bit more excited. I don't... I don't 100% know if I'm going to get the same excitement as Black Pearl, mm-hmm. but I feel like we're definitely getting more excitement than on Stranger Tides. Mm-hmm. We've had a nice gap between that to like become a little bit refreshed, and it's got some new el- new elements and old elements to it that are hopefully good old elements. Yeah, for me, I'm going to be honest, this is the first trailer I've seen for Pirates 5. Like, mm-hmm. I saw the logo with the kind of black and gold skull. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I remember seeing that once. I remember seeing that just once as a poster. Like, oh, they're making a new yeah. Pirates film. And just so people people are going, huh, how long has it been? 
2011 yeah. was on Stranger Tide. So it's been six years since our last Pirates Movie. film. With me, I saw this trailer and I went, it looks like Black Pearl. It looks like The Curse of the Black Pearl. Sign me up right now. Yeah. Because I am excited for it, but it's not like, it's not the same excitement as like Logan. I'm not going to say Power Rangers because I'm really nervous about Power Rangers. Yeah, we're on the fence still um, a little bit. But like any of the Marvel movies like Guardians, I'm obviously more excited for Guardians than I am Pirates. But mm-hmm. watching the trailer, I was like, you know what? I'm excited for this. I'll go watch it. Yeah. And maybe it has to do with we've had six years off. We've had six years off of pirate films, so my brain has been no longer desensitized to it. Exactly. We don't have, like, this rush of pirates mm-hmm. movie, pirates movie, pirates movie, pirates movie, and then, like, like Johnny Depp needs old. some more dough, man. Needs some more dough. Need hey. To go back to the well. Why not? <laughs> hey, if they make money, right? That's why, they, that's why they do the movies. Exactly. But any last thoughts before we end this podcast? Um... Not really, just the fact that, you know what, I'm still going to be excited for it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you an open mind to it, and I'm hoping it's going to be a good movie and that we're not going to do too many, too much of the old stuff and not going to go in a, an off direction with it. Johnny wants to see some new stuff. That's what he's saying. A little bit. You want to see some new stuff. But Which this is looks where, like we are. This is where you guys come in let us know down below what you guys think. Should we be excited? Are you excited for Pirates 5? coming out this upcoming May. I want to thank you guys for either watching on YouTube or listening on Blog Talk Radio, our second podcast for the Rick and Johnny podcast as we got our Logan review as well. If you have not watched that, go ahead and watch it. What are you doing? I want to thank you guys yet again. I'm at Ricky Whitmer. He's at War Machine at 9085. Most Valuable Podcast is at Most Valuable Pod. Patreon.com backslash Most Valuable Podcast. Another way to support the channel. Thank you guys yet again, and as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.